Hello. Oh, hi, Mom. Do you have a minute? Sure. You know I'm doing this uh, podcast, right? Yes. My tentative title right now is The Bigger Narrative. Yeah. That's what the whole podcast is called, every the overall, or yeah. this particular one? Every episode will be called The Bigger Narrative. Okay. But I don't understand The Bigger Narrative explaining what you do in your business. Mm-hmm. How do you describe what I do? Well, it was only till recently that you explained it to us, but what I now think you do is assisting a company in developing its narrative. Is that what you do? I think so, yeah. yeah. And then you said what? The bigger narrative. Yeah. So you're saying uh, bigger didn't quite capture it for you. Right. How about the better narrative? Better the, narrative? I don't know. Well, you know, there's a lot of talk about the story in yes. storytelling and stuff like this. in business. Right. And a lot of that is around, you know, what's the story of this product or, you know, this, mm -hmm. I this particular yeah. customer. And I wanted something that kind of captures the, it's an oh. umbrella for all of these. And this is the bigger one. Yeah. Bigger meaning more important. Mm -hmm. The top one that the CEO tells and that everyone should be telling in various different forms. Well, that the B CEO is saying to all its people down the line, this is what we're doing. This is how we're telling it. Yeah, this is how we're talking to the world about why we exist. And that really articulates the company strategy. So maybe bigger is good. When do you need to have a uh, title? Uh, pretty much now. <laughs> I'm Andy Raskin, and this is The Bigger Narrative. In each episode, I talk with leaders about their strategic story. It's a story that's larger than their companies and their products, a story about change in their customers' world, a story that's powering success not only in sales, marketing, and fundraising, but also product development, recruiting, everything. And I'm thrilled that my first guest for this very first episode is Andy Wilson, CEO of Logical. Aside from being one of the nicest people you will ever meet in Silicon Valley, Andy is also one of the most committed practitioners of strategic narrative. Logical has raised nearly $40 million from VCs to attack a software category that's been around since the 80s. It's called e-discovery. I didn't know what it was at first either. Turns out it's about helping legal teams in what's known as the discovery phase of their work. It's where they have to sort through all the documents and emails and stuff that get dumped on them in lawsuits, freedom of information requests. What I find so amazing is that Andy can literally point to how one simple high-level narrative has become the strategic North Star by which he has guided Logical to a new phase of high growth. He shared that narrative and the role it's played when I visited him at Logical's San Francisco headquarters. So I remember hearing you say, you know, now everything is discoverable. That's right. So whereas in the past, maybe these people who are at law firms who are dealing with lots and lots of scanning or emails, that lots and lots has just grown by huge orders of magnitude. That's right. Uh, to the point where really you can, can just assume like sort of everything that happens, there's some data about it and it's maybe relevant to the case and, right. and maybe part of this person's job. That's right. Yeah. Everything is discoverable. 
There's, you know, metadata about metadata now. And so how do you weave in where the where logical come in to this story about how now everything is discoverable? The job that legal teams have is to find the signal in the noise. Because if you can organize the data, um, then it's very easy and fast for, for very novice users to see what's inside of it. So we're kind of like a flashlight into this, this pile of information to find that signal uh, almost instantly. And so that's what we call instant discovery. We think discovery has to be instant in this day and age. That instant discovery, sometimes I'll call it like the promised land or, or like sort of the, the object of the new game. <laughs> right. People used to be playing some old game where they would, you know, it wasn't instant and now they, every it, rock and, 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 and now it's gotta, gotta happen really fast. What gives you a sense that that story is the right one? You know, you're looking for certain cues when you're, you're telling the story. Um, there's the classic, that's right, right? When you're, when you're delivering something and it's resonating with someone, they will commonly tell you, like verbally, oh, that's right, you get me, I understand. That, that's Christopher Voss's that's right. uh, Never Split the Difference, mm -hmm. where he talks about that's, uh, so he was the hostage negotiator for the, for the FBI. And he, yeah. and he said that like when he would get a that's right from the captor, after saying back the captor's own story, that was when he knew that he, a deal might be in the offing, that, yeah. uh, that, that there was some trust there. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Building trust. And so you look for those little cues, um, which is not, you know, in, in this sort of data-driven day and age, it's, it's not a, you know, an A-B test kind of thing. <laughs> um, no. <laughs> you know it when you see it. Yeah. yeah. You know, and then you see yeah. it in the numbers. Uh -huh. you know, customers uh -huh. signing up and growing with you, so on and so forth. Uh -huh. I mean, we saw that in a big way. Yeah. Uh, once we nailed the story, we saw it in the numbers. Our conversions doubled. Um, expansion uh, happened at a more accelerated clip. So, you know, there's there's ways to measure that. I, m I remember you telling me you also measured um, time to first win for a new rep. Mm -hmm. And you saw that. That was one of the first metrics you shared that that was starting to, to improve. Yeah, it dropped dramatically. Yeah. I mean, and it's continued. Uh, yeah. so it's yeah. like, hey... Let's look at everything that's important to aligning to this story yeah. and see what needs to be fixed. Because mm -hmm. if it doesn't align to the story, we got to look at that. Yeah. How did you do that? Uh, painfully. <laughs> um, I mean, when did we do this story? Like two years ago? Something like that. Yeah. Uh, mm -hmm. We launched this pay-as-you-go business model, uh, which really helped with the story. It's like, boom, instant access to the technology. You don't have to go through a subscription or procurement or you know anything like that. And the price point that we chose was storage volume because we thought that was the easiest. You know, we had a lot of customers just telling us, keep it simple, you know, just charge this way and we'll happily spend a ton of money with you. And that was true. The challenge though is you start getting all these customers and some of them get these huge cases. We had a customer that was spending $150,000 a month with us just for one project. And that went on for six months, which is crazy, right? Um, so the, the challenge was you started getting a lot of flack from these customers saying like, hey, I want to control my costs. Hey, can I like delete all this data? Can I put this data into some sort of archive state? 
And for us, we're like, uh, no, that's our business model. That's how we're making, that's how we're keeping the lights on. It's how we're hiring people. It's almost as if the the product structure or the, the, the packaging structure is kind of anti-story yeah. <laughs> at that point. Right. It was totally anti-story. Like we would, you know, we'd kick off with data's everywhere, growing exponentially. You have a deadline, but we didn't really talk about costs, you know, and and people got, they grokked the whole data explosion, all that shit. What ended up becoming a major pain point is the cost. They felt hopeless. They're like, your technology helps me identify the 1% of information I need out of that data set, and yet you're going to charge me for all the 99%? You're like a junk provider? Like, and it's true. It's like we're charging on all this data, and the job that Logical was purposely built for was to cull data. And this was, at this point, it was like a $10 million business line. Um, and we needed to fix it, so uh, we did. And it was painful, because we had to go and figure out what a new model would be that would align with the story and be good for the customers and be good for us in the future. And we we crack, we think we cracked the code on that. Is the new model, does it have basically a tier that becomes an all-you-can-eat? No, we, we did a three-month market study, actually, to try and understand what model, we had all these you know, hypotheses on what model would make sense. And we settled on a value-based metric that people loved, which is a per matter per month pricing model of $250 per matter per month, and then a one-time data upload processing charge, because we have to do all this indexing. And there's a lot of value in that, and people will pay for that, but they don't want to keep paying for that. You know, that's the way we were doing it. They'd have to pay for it every single month. So we tested that out in March of this year, and uh, we had to migrate 1,500 customers <laughs> into this model. It was insane, and we just finished the migration in September, and this thing, you can see it on the dashboards there. It's all those charts going up and to the right. It grew 65% month over month last month. And this is because basically you committed to the story. You realized there was a... There was a disconnect between the product or uh, the, the pricing yeah. and the and the story, and you righted it. That's exactly right, and the market response has been phenomenal. Scary to do that, yeah. <laughs> given the stage of the company we were at. Did was there a revenue hit at first? Absolutely. Yeah. You have to take, uh, you know, it's it's a, you create a trough, yeah. right? Because you're cannibalizing. That client who's spending $150,000 now is is not going to be. They would have spent $250 a month. Wow. From $150,000 to $250,000. Yeah. And, but you're banking on you're going to make that up. Yeah. Well, the, the, you'd have these outliers. I mean, the the average, uh, if you took the, the total matters or projects, same thing, cases, matters, projects, same thing, um, in logical and divided it by our revenue, uh, our revenue divided by projects, it was about $225 per month. So that's why we priced the product in the way that we did. And it sounds like it's it's really smart because the other way it was almost giving them an incentive not to put data on your Absolutely. servers. Retention was a huge problem. Right. So this is basically making, uh, you know, it's incentivizing them to commit to making logical part of how they do discovery. That's exactly right. It's highly, highly disruptive in this space. But it's, it's perfect because it matches with the value metric that they align with. Easy to explain. You know, it's like one billable hour per month. You know, we've had people tell us it's a nothing cost. It's a write-off. Any metrics you would share, you can share that about 
sort of once you did that, what you've seen in terms of growth or company value or anything? Company value is still TBD. We haven't done a round. Um, but I can tell you this. At the rate that this uh, new version is, is growing, it'll probably grow by 400% next year. Um, and it's already grown. It's On average, it's growing a little over 40% month over month right now since mm -hmm. March and accelerating. Last month, 65%. Where was that growth before that? Like, oh, the old model? Yeah. Oh, mm -hmm. so initially it was rocket ship growth, mm -hmm. right? We built, um, you know, a $10 million line of business within 18 months, something like that, around there. And, and it looked great, you know? But then when you start looking at the churn, like, huh, something's not right here. You know, these big matters are getting deleted. And then revenue would dip. Right, and then you have to fill the hole the next month with even more, and that's when we we started to get to first principles of like, wait a minute, why are we doing this again? You know, is this really what we want to be doing? Is this what like the market wants? And that's where we came up with, oh shit, we gotta fix this. And it sounds like the story was your guide. Yeah, story was definitely the guide. Yeah. So many takeaways from Andy. But for me, the biggest is that when things weren't working out, instead of changing the story, he changed the business to align to it. Incredible. The Bigger Narrative is produced and edited by me, Andy Raskin, with music by Stephen Emerson and podcast cover art by Angela May Chen. Carla Borelli inspired the show by telling me I should do it over coffee. Thanks to Andy Wilson and the Logical Team, and to my mom, Judy Raskin, for consulting on the name of the podcast. Special thanks also to Emily Raskin, Zen Ohashi, Shanti Burgell, Howard Goldman, Art Silverman, Eve Kupferman, Victoria Zenoff, and Carol Wasserman. And remember, the company's story is the company's strategy. Um, the CEO's narrative? The more important narrative? Okay, maybe bigger is fine.